0: that's been a really cool part to meet different people because you know a lot of different age people and people from different backgrounds volunteer um so you get, you get to meet a lot of really cool people and um, you know being the coordinator i got to see friendships blossom too at, at, the, at the fruit picking so yeah
1: <laughs> it's all good have you ever gone a little overboard in your garden run out of friends and family to give the extra produce to and thought, what am I gonna do with all of this? Well, today we talk with Will O'Neill of Backyard Harvest. Backyard Harvest is able to take that extra produce from your garden, whether it's fruit or vegetables. They get volunteers to come and pick it for you and they'll take it to local food banks and other places and they make good use of your extra food. We want to thank Will for coming in and talking to us and letting us know how we can volunteer or how you can volunteer to either give extra produce or go and pick for this good cause. Here's the show. Hi, welcome, Will. Uh, This is Will O'Neill, and uh, you're the gleaning coordinator for Backyard Harvest, and I wasn't actually sure what a gleaning coordinator was, so I had to look <laughs> it up, but I still think maybe you can define it better than I can.
0: Yeah, so I think the the word that probably caught you up and catch, catches a lot of people up is gleaning. Um, so the the gleaning activities that we do is, um, th- there's a couple of different um, kinds of gleaning, but the kind that Backyard Harvest does is um, we we mostly go to residential um, fruit trees or vegetable patches um, where these people just have more than they can use and they want to donate some of it uh, to go to other people and so my job that's the gleaning and my job is to coordinate those gleanings hence Mm -hmm meeting coordinator
1: (laughs) (laughs) very cool yeah at first i wasn't sure i thought it might have been like uh community outreach or something but then i looked it up i'm like oh that's that's really neat so uh again thanks for coming on yeah thanks for having me yeah so uh how was everybody's day first off everybody have a good day
0: yeah it snowed up here i don't know if you got any of that done
2: flakes Mm -hmm.
1: flakes we we don't usually though yeah
2: (laughs) if we get some it kind of melts by the afternoon yeah. Yeah. What about you, Drew? Did you have a nice day today? I did. It was a day off. Went and fished on the snake for a little while. Did you no get anything? Look? Nope. I no. no look. Skunked again. Yep. Oh, well. <laughs> Way she goes.
1: <laughs> well, um, so Backyard Harvest, uh, the gleaning thing that I really thought was cool was it's like basically people have extra food that they grow, and it's not mm-hmm. generally commercial. It's like public people. And right. they are able to donate that to, uh, well, I guess I don't exactly know where your food goes. Yeah. So I
0: guess just a kind of rough overview would be, um, you know, these, these donors will contact us and say, hey, I've got a, a tree full of cherries. Um, I can't use all of them. Can you guys come take them? Um, so I'll gather up a group of volunteers. We've got a really great um, volunteer base the area, and we'll go pick the fruit or the vegetables, whatever it might be, um, and then we distribute the produce to all different places. So, one of the main places that it goes is to area food banks. Um, so there's there's kind of a few big ones in like Moscow and Pullman and um, Lewiston and Clarkston, but there's also you know a fair amount of smaller ones in the more rural communities. Um, And then it'll also go to places like senior meals, um, school lunch programs. Um, This year we we brought some to the Malden fire relief efforts. So it really, it goes, it goes all over to different areas where it's, where it's helpful.
2: Gotcha. So how long, how long have you been a part of Backyard Harvest?
0: I've been with Backyard Harvest for what? Eight months now, I think. Yeah. I just started, um, the beginning of this past summer, um, so I'm I'm fairly new, fairly new to the job.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Yep. So go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to ask how you got involved with it yeah. in the first place, but I'm sure that's what you were going to say. Yep. So,
0: yeah, that's a good good question. I'm uh I'm actually not from the area originally. I'm from the East Coast, um, and uh, this this position is it's through Americorps, um, so anyone's not familiar with the program it's just like a kind of umbrella for all these different um, nonprofit uh, positions uh, with with a lot of different kinds of organizations um, but that's so that's how I found this job because um, I was looking to do something with you know um, food systems and, um, and just see the west too so
1: (laughs) absolutely we're out on the east coast
0: i grew up in massachusetts and i went to school in vermont okay much cooler than massachusetts
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i never made it up to the northeast i stayed kind of in the middle east so and south so i've always wanted to make it up there i've heard it's beautiful
0: yeah yeah it's a nice nice place cool cold too
1: <laughs> when you say you went to school, was that uh did you go to college over there? I did, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I went to college there. Is that where your interest in uh, agricultural stuff started?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I've always gardened. I I had a little garden at my house growing up. Um and then when I got to college, uh I was really lucky that this college had like a kind of educational garden. Um and so I got to work out there a lot. And um, that was focused on like it, w- it was m- more of a small scale farm, I guess. And so I got to meet like a lot of local farmers and learn about agricultural practices and food systems. I mean, I I'd never really thought about a food system beyond going to a grocery store before that. So um, that, that was kind of what opened my eyes to, to that world.
2: So are you currently a student now out here, like going to grad school or something like that? Or you just took this purely just to, to do this job out here?
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not a student. I'm just a, just a person. Cool. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah. It's different when you come out of, out of school out of any any part and you're like, oh, I'm just a person now. Yep. <laughs> and you
2: suddenly have
1: uh, like kind of a frightening amount of free time and yeah. then you're like what do i do <laughs> <laughs> so you came out here did you uh, stop anywhere on your way over uh west as you say
0: yeah it was a it was a weird time to move cuz it was the middle of the pandemic right um, but i just kind of packed up my car and drove out and, um it kind of went along the, the north of the country um so i stopped stopped at a few like national parks uh, niagara falls never been there probably won't go back but uh, <laughs> uh, wow water <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, nothing against it just yeah <laughs> um, but it it was a it's a cool drive out cause I'd never seen like the middle of the country really so
1: yeah cool yeah what do you think of uh, this area
0: I really love it I mean it's it's super different obviously in a lot of ways from the east coast but like, the the hills and the Palouse are so cool. I've never seen anything like it. And um, people are also way friendlier out here than on the East Coast. <laughs> uh, so that, that was one of the first things I noticed. People say hi to you, don't, don't like, glare at you or curse you out or something.
1: <laughs> that could None be of that, off-putting. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Oh, do I know you? Do I know that? Nope. You have no idea who they are. <laughs>
2: So, uh, when you started that position, was there any sort of harvesting going on? Or were you guys able to do any of that at that time because of the pandemic? Or did you kind of have to pump the brakes?
0: Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was, I, I started kind of a few weeks before the picking st- picking season started. Um, and one of the things that kind of made our work um you know so successful this year is that we were already pretty well positioned f- for the pandemic because you know most of our work is taking place outside um you know so even if you've got a group of say five volunteers if you've got two or three fruit trees that's enough space to space out and you know if everyone's got a mask on it's it's pretty pretty much as low risk as you can get with a with a activity like that um so we were very fortunate to be well positioned for the pandemic in that sense um and starting in june by that point we'd kind of gone through the i mean i guess at that point we knew a little more about what the pandemic actually was so um the safety protocols were a little more obvious rather than like ah what (laughs) you can't touch a surface is if someone touches this zucchini, is that going to get someone sick? You know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, that, that was pretty fortunate.
2: Cool. So do you keep kind of like a, a running total of like how, how much you harvest like pound wise or how much you're able to like feed people with what you, what you get?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was, that's been one of my activities since the gleaning ended. Is is kind of keeping track of all those numbers. Um, I can tell you the the kind of breakdown for this season if if you're interested. Very oh, interested. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we gleaned and gathered over twenty about twenty one thousand pounds of produce this season, um, and the breakdown of that was it was the thing we harvested the most of was apples on those around 7000 pounds uh, and then about 3500 pounds of plums about 3000 pounds of pears and about 25000 2500 sorry uh, pounds of squash um, and like a 1000 pounds of cherries and then a, a nice mix of other garden produce as well um,
1: that's a lot of that's a lot of fruit and vegetables it really is
0: yeah and i have a i have a I don't know if I have a breakdown of how many servings that is I don't know I don't think that's a number that I did but
2: that'd be a lot I mean yeah thousands of pounds I would have have to add up to quite a bit but that's really cool I didn't expect you to say quite that many that's that's <laughs> substantial uh, yeah so where do you know kind of where the majority of that went to or did you guys um, incorporate in new places that it would go to. I know you mentioned a few earlier, like food banks, and that um, is that kind of mostly where it went. Is in like Moscow or Pullman or Lewiston or
0: yeah, it um, the there's a, a the Moscow Food Bank and the Community Action Center in Pullman. Um, they can they can take um, a lot of our produce, um, and then also the uh, the Colfax Food Pantry. Um, they they're able to distribute it to a lot of the rural food banks in Whitman County. Um, this was kind of a slow year for us in the LC Valley, um, just because of some um, staffing shenanigans. But um, <laughs> so we we, we didn't get too much down there. But hopefully
2: next year we'll we'll be back and, and picking like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So how does how does somebody get involved if they want to donate or, or volunteer?
0: Yeah, that is a great question. Um, <laughs> so we have a, a volunteer email list that people can sign up for. Um, and and also if people are interested in um, registering a fruit tree or berry patch, they can email gleaningcoordinator at backyardharvest.org. Very long email, but um, we'll, we'll uh, put
1: it in all the links for the episode. Okay, <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> um, and then on our website, we also have a form for people who are interested in donating produce, uh, where they can just kind of enter what they have and, and um, what they'd be interested in having us do. But yeah, we're we're always you know happy to have volunteers, and um, in addition to our Gleaning program, which is that's that's kind of like our our biggest one um, that we need the most volunteers for. Um, You know, you can imagine twenty thousand pounds of produce takes (laughs) a lot of a lot of volunteers. You know, Um, but we also have a garden program which is more education focused. We we have a few plots and community gardens um, where people can also get involved if they want to learn more about gardening. and one of our other programs that is super cool is our Shop the Market program, which um, allow that allows EBT users to use their benefits at farmers markets um, and get like a, a good price at farmers markets. So that's that's a really sweet program that. Um,
1: that is cool. I, uh, we yeah, had the, uh, we had a uh, lady f- from the. Clarkston Farmers Market and she was telling us about that. And oh, that's, really? yeah, that's really neat that they're able to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's really a really great way to get fresh produce.
2: So as the gleaning coordinator, do you really do much in terms of like outreach or those education programs that you're talking about, or is it pretty much just kinda mapping out the logistics for who gets what from where and where it ends up?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's mostly that, especially during the gleaning season, which is kind of June to November. Um, this year it got cut a little short because we had that wacky cold spell at the end of October.
1: That was weird. And it <laughs> got super cold and then it warmed way up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say until this week, that was kind of the <laughs> coldest weather we've had this winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But... My job, in, especially in that season, is it's a lot of coordination because you've got, uh, you know, the donors whose fruit trees are all coming ripe at different times, and then you've got volunteers to coordinate and get the volunteers to the right place at the right time. You know, make sure the fruit's still ripe or not underripe, and you know, occasionally the, the birds get it before you do, <laughs> and um, and then on once you've got the produce, um, you know, we have some volunteers who distribute it. So they'll do like a weekly delivery to a food banker or something like that. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of moving pieces to get the fruit from the tree into the hands of the, the people who are going to eat it.
2: Yeah, it sounds like it. So do you guys have like equipment of your own or is that all relying upon donors? In terms of like trucks or anything?
0: Yeah, we're we're a, a non profit, so we're funded by you know donations and grants. So in a in a roundabout way, those are all from donors. Um but we have our own picking poles. Um I don't know if you've ever seen a picking pole, but they're super cool. They've got like a little basket and you can uh they're great for apples and pears. You can just kinda claw onto it and and pull it off the tree um and then we've got picking bags that are kind of like a massive kangaroo pouch that you can load fruit into um and we have a a van that that carries everything around and some tripod ladders so (laughs) yeah
1: well, we'll have to stay in touch, and I'll have to fill out the volunteer form uh, for this summer, because that sounds like fun. And I've got, I don't know if there's an age limit, but I'll have a, she'll be three this summer, so that sounds like um, something she'd love to do if, if yeah. there's an age limit. No, yeah, it's
0: it's always fun to have kids there. They, they, you know, they go at their own pace. And <laughs> cool.
2: Well, I think it's cool, too, that for kids, they can get sort of invested in and learn about like you said these food systems at a really young age Um, yeah
0: i mean it's it's kind of cool because at least i i grew up in a suburb so i never really thought about like where my food came from you know just came from the grocery store (laughs) um and so it is a really cool opportunity to see like oh this is where the produce in the grocery store is actually coming from these trees and like, Oh, I can actually grow some of this myself. It's, it's a, it's a full of lessons.
2: (laughs) Right. And then hopefully you place more value on, you know, everything that you eat because you realize like the time, the energy that went into producing that piece of food. Right. Rather than just something like you said that you just go and grab off the shelf and it's just like, Oh, whatever.
0: Yeah. And something that's coming right off the tree is probably going to taste better than, you know, something that's been shipped for a week and before you eat it. Yeah,
2: I yeah. remember in, in one of my classes they were talking about um, facilities where they stored carrots. Yeah. Oh. And they said that carrots could stay in this facility for up to a year before it reaches you, the oh, wow. consumer. <laughs> which I thought was crazy. So oh. you're supposed to buy ones that still have the stem on it apparently oh. <laughs> that ensures freshness good to know <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: hey everyone just wanted to take a quick break to tell you about our new patreon account that's right osp fans you can now directly help us fund this show and get access to exclusive content for more information and to learn how you can support the show head to patreon.com old now back to the show
0: what one of our volunteers who came a few times with is a nutritionist and she was telling me at one of our gleanings that um the longer between like the the food being picked and you eating it um the more nutrients it loses which i guess is is pretty obvious (laughs) when you when you hear it um but so like the the fruit that is super fresh is also just more nutritious you know it's it's got more nutrients Um, that's about as specific as I can get with that but
1: (laughs) yeah I you know fresh picked fruit and vegetables it's it's great I know my grandpa always used to have a pretty good garden and so it, it was just so much fun I would help him out occasionally but I don't know how much help I was at five years old, uh, but it was just always fun getting dirty and washing it off and, and doing all that and then eating it. It's, it's rewarding too.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, on,
2: totally. On that note, do you um, kind of get to meet or see whose gardens or what? I wonder if more, more like families and younger people are getting sort of back into gardening. Do you find that at all?
0: Um, that's a great question a lot of the donors we work with um have fruit trees because a fruit tree is something where you know if you bought a house that had an apple tree um you're you're gonna end up with way more apples than you can use in a season unless you're like a really really dedicated canner or something which you know there there are many people like that in the area but um, a lot of you know <laughs> a lot of the fruit um, where was I going with that
1: oh people growing fruit well,
0: <laughs> yeah so a lot of people just have this like excess produce every year already um, and so that's that's where the bulk of the donations come in it's, it's not quite as much from like a garden it's there's like a few a few people who plant massive gardens who we um, work with but i think typically people who've got like a small family garden are able to use most of what they grow for themselves
1: gotcha i remember one time i uh was getting back into gardening and i was like i like zucchini you know i'll plant five zucchini plants which I soon found out was four too many zucchini plants they just produce so much so uh, I had a lot of zucchini bread that year that's for sure. uh, so what is a day in the life of one of your volunteers like what's that whole process like I, I mean you show up and you pick and do you wash everything too or how's that work
0: yeah so before the event I'll share the address with everyone um, you know in the interest of privacy we don't advertise the donors addresses so beforehand I'll share the address with all the volunteers um, and they just drive there they don't they don't have to bring anything other than you know water and whatever else they might want for themselves um, and then I I'll have all the equipment with me the you know the ladders the produce boxes the picking polls, whatnot. Um, and then we just pick and, you know, people are welcome to stay for however short or long as they want. Um, and the picking is a lot of fun because you get to just talk to people and be outside and especially during COVID that's been (laughs) really nice. Um, and then afterwards we just kind of pack everything up. And one of the things about volunteering is that you get to take home up to half of the produce you pick um, so a lot of people will go home with a nice nice big bag of fruit and <laughs> um, that's a that's kind of the, the end of the volunteer day oh, okay yeah
2: so well, do you ever find um, anybody that has like sort of weird or rare stuff that they have planted that they want to volunteer or is it pretty pedestrian stuff for the most part?
0: Yeah, we we definitely do and that's always, you know, an interesting thing cuz you know, a lot of the places we we're, we're donating to might not have a use for something that's really kind of out there like uh I'm trying to think of what this year, like hops was one thing that we were offered. Um I think a volunteer did take some of those. <laughs> um um I'm sure there were there were other unusual things with produce, but yeah that's that's a situation where if we're able to it would be great to like connect that donor with if if we know a specific person who's kind of interested in um using that unusual produce <laughs>
1: well, if you find any more people with hops, let me know, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian makes some pretty good beer, pretty
0: oh really, beer. yeah. Oh, that's sweet.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a lot of fun, and I enjoy doing it. And uh, I love using fresh hops. And i don't <clears throat> I don't have any plants myself, uh, but the times where I do get hops from people, it's always fun to uh, mm-hmm. either use them fresh or dry them out. It's a it's a really neat process.
0: Oh, that's cool. I brewed kombucha once, but that's my only. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. I'd like to do that. Uh, we talked to some people. There's a winery up on the Spiral Highway. Um, mm-hmm. it called spiral rock and they do kombucha that they get from fruit at their location. Oh, and, cool. and we went up and did oh. a podcast on location and we tried some and it was really good.
0: Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah.
1: So if you ever get a chance, uh, get a group of people and head down to spiral rock and they have a good oh. wine too, but definitely try their kombucha.
2: Nice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, do you know
2: sort of like the back history about backyard harvest in in our area specifically at all? Is that a relatively new program, or is that something that Moscow, Pullman, Lewis, and Clarkson areas had for a while?
0: Yeah, so it's been around for about fifteen years, I believe, um, and it was just kind of founded by accident. There was a local gardener who had planted way too much in her garden and um, wanted to. Do something with it, and um, turned out a lot of people had a, a similar dilemma, and so backyard harvest kind of just came into being, and eventually became a, a registered nonprofit. Um, and you know, over the years, we've kind of grown and wound our way to where we are, um, and and kind of found that the the fruit tree gleaning, especially, is is one of the biggest uh, niches we can fill in the,
2: in the community. Gotcha. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was, I know you mentioned it's a program through AmeriCorps, but I wasn't sure if that was like a national program or if that's just kind of specific to us.
0: Yeah. So that's just, that's just, um, my position is, is through AmeriCorps. Um, the organization as a whole is, is just an independent, um, 501c3. Cool.
1: Yeah. I had a question. Where'd it go? Oh, (laughs) um, let's see here. Uh, oh, that's right. So food is, um, it can be kind of a touchy thing, I suppose, in a regulation sense. Um, so, but and you guys are just kind of taking it from volunteers. Uh, is there any sort of regulatory stuff that goes along with that, or how does that work with like FDA and all that sort of thing? Mm.
0: So, as an organization, we we try to provide like the highest quality produce that we can. Um, so if stuff is like rotten or animal damage, you know, we don't we don't use that, um, and we we you know want to want to provide attractive tasty produce um in terms of regulations i am probably not the best person to speak to that but i believe there is a law that allows um nonprofits to kind of uh be exempt from all those kind of regulations that like a a farmer might have for selling produce. Um,
1: Well, I suppose if we can do farmer's markets where the same people that are, you know, volunteering their produce can go to a farmer's market and sell it, it's probably along those same lines.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, that's, that would be a good question for um, one of our board members.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, threw you a hardball there. (laughs) Uh, yeah i i wasn't expecting you to know any specific regulatory numbers but i know food is one of those things that that can be that they can get you on obviously i'm sure you guys follow whatever rules there may be but there shouldn't be Uh, for what you guys are doing and providing food and it's just it would go to waste otherwise and it's helping out food banks and all this stuff i mean you should 100 percent Be able to do what you're doing because it's it's just an awesome program.
2: Yeah,
0: I
1: think so too.
2: (laughs) So you mentioned some of like education and that that kind of thing. Um, When does that happen usually? Is that in the summer? And then do they kind of do it on a regular basis, or they just do a couple each each season or each summer rather?
0: Yeah, it it depends on the year. In the I know with with the pandemic things were just so in flux that we didn't, we weren't able to do too much of that this year. Um, but I know in past years, um, we've done things like cooking demonstrations, because, you know, sometimes, sometimes you get the, this produce that is like, you know, fair, fairly common, say beets, but like, you know a lot of people don't know what to do with beets like <laughs> it's just a big lump of a vegetable what if you know <laughs> how are you going to eat that um and so we've done cooking demonstrations like outside of food banks and at schools and things like that um where we just kind of try to make this food more accessible because you know fresh produce is is great but if you don't know what to do with it it's like you know all right i'll just maybe use this as decoration or something (laughs) um so that's that's one of the things we focus on um and our garden programs is a lot of it's a lot of hands-on education so um, i know this year we were still able to do some um education at our community garden plots um especially with um local children who just want to learn about gardening and growing food. And one of our board members, um, did a really great job of working with some kids this summer.
2: That's cool. Yeah. So do you often find that you get, I know you said you're, you're pretty new, but, um, have others explained that like maybe there's reoccurring donors or you can kind of count on these people every year? Is it kind of changed a lot every year?
0: Yeah. So we, we have, um, kind of a running database of all the all the people who've donated produce to us and I would say it's it's a a fair mix between you know some people just donate one year and that's it maybe they just had a bumper crop and um, usually they don't have enough to donate or something like that. and then we do have some donors who um, you know every year are are we're working with um, and we're you know, we, we appreciate all of our donors. there. <laughs> really, really great.
2: Gotcha. So uh, during the summer, are you able to kind of schedule stuff out so that you kind of know, like this week we're going to go to this person's house and then that person's house and so on and so forth? Or is it sort of infrequent enough that you just kind of schedule them out sporadically or is it pretty busy for the volunteers?
0: It's pretty busy. I mean, this summer during our busiest Points we were doing six or seven gleanings a week. Um, you know, I, I wasn't leading all of those. I would do probably five a week usually. But um, you know, we during the busy season we glean pretty much every day, um, and we have a lot like a lot of donors we work with. Um, I think the the number this year was over a hundred, uh, over a hundred individual produce donors, and that can mean anything from. One tree to fifty trees, so um, that that takes a lot of coordination. And the one of the things that does make it tricky is that um, it's so weather dependent. So, you know, you can you can estimate when the fruit is going to be ripe and when you'll want to pick it, and then the weather can have other ideas. So. Um, Generally, we we would schedule like a week in advance because any more than that, you'd just kind of be throwing mud against a wall, you know, when um, it, the, the coordination far out is tough.
2: Yeah, yeah. I wondered how all that shook out because of, like you said, things like weather and then unpredictable things like um insects or birds right. or whatever it may be right or like a a weird hailstorm <laughs> <Right. laughs> we had a really bizarre hailstorm like two years ago and oh. uh i'd never seen something like that before do you remember that brian it was like two summers ago and it was enough hail that was coming down i was fishing at the time that it was like peeling bark off of the trees Oh and uh, I had on Chaco's and it was like bruising the tops of my feet for mail. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to take refuge under a tree and it, <laughs> it did not help at all.
1: <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't know where I was. It was crazy. <laughs> huh. Well, coming from out of town, um, this has probably been a pretty cool organization to to meet p- new people. Uh, have you made some good friends out here already.
0: Yeah, I mean... I I was was thinking at the end of the gleaning season, I was like, oh wow, almost everybody I know here I met through backyard harvest, <laughs> um, and you know that's that's been a really cool part to meet different people because you know a lot of different age people and people from different backgrounds volunteer, um, so you get, you get to meet a lot of really cool people, and um, you know, being the coordinator, I got to see friendships blossom too at, at the at the fruit picking so yeah, it's all good <laughs>
1: that's cool blossom good choice of words <laughs> you made a pun without even trying to that's true
2: genius so do you see yourself kind of sticking around this area after after you're done with backyard harvest or what do you think That's a
0: good question. If I, if I knew the answer to that, I would uh, sleep better at night.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what comes next for me.
2: Yeah. So how are those like um, rotational or can you kind of just stay in those positions as long as you, as you like, or how does that work?
0: So this, this position I'm in, it's a year long. Um, So it's from last June until this coming June. Um, and then I think we're, we're actually probably gonna change it up for how we do it next next season and going forward. Um, but yeah, it's it's typically a, a new person every year or every two years if someone sticks around um, in, the, in this position.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. So what do you think uh, kind of sticking on the local stuff, what, what do you think your favorite things have been so far about? Like the Palouse or even Lewis Clark Valley. I know you probably haven't got to spend too much time down here because you said there were some some issues with staffing and that kind of thing down here. But what what do you really like about the Palouse? Mm,
0: that's a great question. I mean, I I have been able to make it down to the LC Valley and um, I saw like the, the Snake River and uh, Hell's Canyon. Yep, those were those were really cool. Um, very hot. Mhm. very hot
1: <laughs> um oh yeah the they don't call it hell's canyon for uh yeah. for no reason <laughs>
0: um but then around the palouse i mean i love how many little day hikes there are around you know you can just like drive 20 minutes in any direction and have a beautiful view of the whole area <laughs> and, um what else? I mean, the, the downtown in Moscow is, is really cute. The uh, you know, the bookstore and the little cafes and the restaurants. Uh, it was really nice over the summer, you know, especially with the farmer's market. Um, even though everyone keeps telling me, you know, like, this wasn't the farmer's market. <laughs> you didn't get the full experience, <laughs> um, which so, makes me really excited for this coming summer.
2: <laughs> yeah, hopefully with uh, a better handle on on the virus and more information about it, it'll be kind of back to normal or close compared to, you know, what the farmer's market normally is, but it is really cool. Um, Some of my favorite things about the Palouse are the co-op. We don't have anything like the co-op in the Valley. They've got great restaurants on the Palouse as well. Um, But yeah, that's, that's cool. You made it out this way Um, and you've kind of found your little, your little spot out here and
1: met some great people.
0: Yeah yeah I feel pretty lucky.
1: Cool. well, how many uh, about how many people are involved on the uh employee I guess side of backyard harvest?
0: yeah, I mean we some of our work is seasonal, so it kind of depends on um what time of year. but typically like two to four um, employees some part time some full time um and then we have a board of directors that is I believe six or seven people we're actually looking for new board members right now so if any listeners are interested they can uh, contact us for, for more information
1: nice and uh, let's see you I found you guys on Facebook at, at uh, Backyard Harvest are you on any of your other, uh, other uh, any of the blah, blah? <laughs> I, I speak as a hobby um, are you on any other social media platforms
0: yeah we have an instagram um in the facebook i think i think that's it okay yeah
1: yeah so i guess if anyone's interested in volunteering probably message one of those places or email you at uh the what was it gleaning coordinator at yeah. dot so org. <laughs> we'll put the link up on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool
2: um, and then if people want to stay in the loop, do you guys kind of have like a a newsletter or spot where they can kind of see what you guys are up to? Or is there just a way that they can contact you to get involved to get into the rotation of education or volunteering?
0: Yeah, we have an email list where we'll kind of send out any updates about volunteering opportunities. Um, and to get on that, you can either send me an email at Cleaning quarter, coordinator at backyardharvest.org takes a while to type out, but <laughs> it's worth it. Uh, or you can go on our website, and there's a couple of places where you can submit a form to to get on the list. So, yeah, we'd love to love to have new volunteers. Um, you know, we we can't we can't do our work without volunteers. And, you know. Right. it's a lot of
1: fun <laughs> yeah. cool. well thanks again so much for coming in and talking with us I, I really appreciate it and uh, I, I can't wait till this next summer because I'm going to try to volunteer for sure Yeah. That sounds <laughs> yeah, like a lot of fun
2: <laughs> awesome well thanks for coming on the show Will and thanks everybody for listening
0: yeah thanks so much for having me on
1: This episode of the show is brought to you by our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much to all of you for supporting the show. If you would like to become a Patreon subscriber, head over to patreon.com slash old spiral podcast. That's going to do it for this week, but the shows are not over. Get caught up on the backlog of episodes if you haven't already. And thanks for listening.